And our KMA on track weather, partly sunny today, highs in the lower 50s, light and variable winds becoming northwest at around 5 in the morning. Tonight, patchy fog overnight, areas of freezing fog as well, otherwise mostly clear, lows in the upper 20s. Meteorologist Kara Foster will have the foggy and freezy weatherology forecast for the early part of the week in just a moment. Time now for the morning line here on KMA. Iowa Congressman Zach Nunn is working on some specific pieces of legislation amidst some other things happening in Congress, and he joins us on the line this morning to talk about two specific bills on the hot stove. Good morning to you, Congressman. Mike, good morning, and thanks so much for everybody tuning in on Monday morning. It was a busy weekend for all. Well, I hope you had a good weekend, and uh, I know that uh, one of the bills that uh, you wish to talk about this morning has to do with affordable housing, making affordable housing available in uh, Iowa and rural areas. It's called the Promote Affordable Rural Housing Act. First of all, let's talk about the the problem uh, that this bill seeks to solve. How big of a shortage is there for housing in rural areas right now? You know, Mike, this is one of those things I've held dozens of public forums, and it comes up every single time, particularly in our rural communities, getting access to builders, being able to have, uh, you know, for that first-time home buyer to somebody who might be looking to downscale, to folks who are just like most of us on a pretty tight budget and can't go out there and buy a, you know, model home that's in um, a suburb around Des Moines. So one of the things that we've really looked at is how can we be most helpful. In Iowa, 40% of renters and 16% of homeowners are spending nearly a third of their income just on that housing bill. And in rural Iowa particularly, uh, over 10% of the population lives in poverty. And the average household income there is $10,000 less than the national average. And so that means for Iowa, we have even less to spend on housing, and we're paying for the roof over our head and the foundation under our feet for our families. In lots of times, areas where you can't even get a builder to come out and uh, start on a mid-level home, let alone a uh, affordable housing or first-time buyer home. So how would this bill address the issue? Of, and first of all, how would it change the rural USDA loan process? Because that's one of the issues that this bill seeks to address. Yeah, Mike, you're absolutely right. So what this does is right now when communities get involved to try and build, they can put up the sticks, the the frame and timber of it, and they can put a roof over it. And that gets you, you know, in the grand scheme of things, probably about halfway there. But there's a lot of work that has to be done on the front end from everything from the design to the terracing to the uh, identification of land and then the follow-on that works with it, making sure that the home is uh, compliant with all of the requirements under the USDA, but also under uh, local county and state requirements. This would really open up those low-interest loans for communities to be able to put a lot more housing up and help not only from the actual build site, but from everything that prepares it to the actual construction to then the final selling and compliance. And that's been one of the areas I've heard, particularly from my rural communities, that they don't even have the ability to get started on this, let alone make the investment to build a house that then has to meet a number of compliancy requirements. So we're really trying to help from that first idea in the head to the last nail that is uh, driven into a home uh, so that families across Iowa have access to quality but affordable housing. What sort of support do you have? I understand that there is bipartisan support for this bill right now. Uh, Who are you working with on this? 
Yeah, so uh, a gentleman out of North Carolina, his name is Willie Nickel. Uh, he's a Democrat. We also have worked across uh, the chamber as well to get uh, senators from Kansas, Minnesota, and New Hampshire on board. So this is a the model that I've tried to work on with most of my legislation is to say I understand that I can get pretty much anything through the House Republicans, but I also want to make sure it gets through the Senate Democrats in a bipartisan way. And so finding senators and House members who are both Democrat and Republican who have similar districts and really try, want to try and work on what I'll call pragmatic solutions, things that can end up on the president's desk. Because at the end of the day, we want policies that can actually go into effect to help people, um, not just be talking about, you know, what's wrong with D.C., but let's actually find some things that can work in D.C. and get them into law to help folks right here at home. Now, you're introducing this bill today. What sort of, besides the, this bill's sponsors, do you feel that there is enough support right now in the House to, to move this along into it? Eventually, it would end up in the Senate. Yeah, so this is one of the ones that uh, I think the Senate has helped move forward with us in tandem. So it's always good when you've got bills that um, both sides of the aisle and both chambers are working on at the same time. It comes up, uh, again, from a number of rural states or even urban areas like New Hampshire and North Carolina, where they have, um, you know, housing deserts right there in urban areas for folks who are moving to larger cities. So I think it kind of cuts the divide, not just politically, but also um, rural versus city. Uh, everybody recognizes there's a real challenge here on a lack of affordable and starter homes for first-time families. We want to get more of those individuals uh, into out of the, the rental market into long-term housing. That's better for the community. They have an investment there. And with interest rates as high as they are just for the buyer, we want to make sure that builders in our communities, which are huge, have access to these low-interest loans um, from USDA that complement what's already on the market for our bankers and our credit unions. This helps the builders in our community be successful as well. With Iowa Congressman Zach Nunn on the morning line here on KMA this morning. Another bill you recently introduced is called the Advancing Research for Chronic Pain Act. Uh, could you talk about why this measure is introduced and, and, and the problem that this is trying to solve involving chronic pain that often goes unreported across this country. Yeah, Mike, this is a really powerful one. And here in Iowa, it's, it's outsized. Across the country, we've got 20% of adults are living with chronic pain. That's nearly 52 million people. It's massive. And 7% of those individuals have pain that significantly impacts their ability to live and work. The prevalence of chronic pain and high-impact chronic pain increases with age. Here in Iowa, we've got more than a million residents who are 50 and over. That's a third of our overall state population, and nearly one in three of those folks who are uh, 50 and older are experiencing a chronic pain that will continue to climb as we get older. The challenge here is that um, we've been very aggressive in deploying opioids as a kind of one-size-fits-all solution, and with that comes addiction, comes hardship, and long-term we're putting people into uh, a medicated state that doesn't uh, address some of the challenges that uh, would allow them to not only stay in the workforce, but have that full quality of life to be successful in their career, to spend time with grandkids, uh, to not just wake up every morning and feel pain throughout their body that impacts their entire outlook for the rest of not just the day, but their life. So this is one of the things that we want to really work on um, and again, I'll say this is something that's come to my attention. We knew about it, but the expanse of it was unclear until Iowans started sharing their stories with me of, you know, 
trying to get in the tractor in the morning and recognizing how painful it was to be a farmer or nurses who were working on the floor who saw patients come in with just this debilitating pain and their only option was to get them an opioid-based uh, medication, which really didn't go to addressing their overall pain issues and in some cases actually made their dependency issues much worse. How would this bill help the Centers for Disease Control address these problems with chronic pain among adults? Yeah, so specifically we would use research to better understand the prevalence and the characteristics of chronic pain, so really understanding the source of it, as well as uh, create a central information hub for chronic pain research. And that really brings all of the clinical information together into one spot, so we're not treating these as disparate impacts, but really trying to identify across the board, you know, what, what are the sources, causes of pain, and how are they being treated across the country in an ideal situation to really put best practices forward. And then it would also develop a new treatment option, other than the opioids, which are too often used to treat chronic pain. And, Mike, I'll say by developing these treatment plans, I believe we can provide much-needed relief to those who are suffering from chronic pain and at the same time reduce the dependency on opioids, which have really excelled under the opioid epidemic happening nationally. Congressman, I know you've got a busy schedule, and we thank you very much for taking time out for this this morning. And we will talk to you again somewhere down the line. Have a good rest of the day. Mike, look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks so much for your time this morning. That's Iowa Congressman Zach Nunn on the morning line here on KMA.